show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear... Now, it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. Hey, happy birthday, man. Happy birthday to the show. It's it's our second year anniversary, which I looked this up before we started. Traditionally, it's the cotton anniversary, so I think everyone's got to get us T-shirts, but it's also the China anniversary, so everyone can get us, like, mugs and stuff. Oh, interesting. Well, it's a really uh, fortuitous that it is the cotton anniversary because the Comic Pop T-shirt store is on sale right now until Sunday, and if you go down into the description box in the, the first line, you will find a direct link to the Comic Pop shop. You can get yourself a fine T-shirt that nice. features the brand of Comic Pop. We're still developing, we're thinking about doing a... Uh, potential uh, Elseworlds Exchange shirt, but in the meantime... Oh, I like that. I was going to say, speaking of which, I, if your store's on sale, then that means the Comic Multiverse store is also on sale. Check that out. Matt's been working hard on designs. Exactly. We don't have an Elseworlds logo, so there's no shirt yet, but... Uh, oh, shit. Well, that's that's got to be our year three goal right work door yeah exactly a third uh, or a logo for the third thing um before we actually mm-hmm. delve into our retrospective and like kind of self-congratulatory episode where we just <laughs> celebrate having reached two years of this show uh, i wanted to do a quick uh, shout out on a couple of items the first of which we just did which was the t-shirt sale which is on like or the t-shirt store was on sale right now boom you can check that out go pick yourself up a fine shirt and i like them so i'm shilling for them wouldn't do it if i didn't actually wear their shirts which i do uh the other thing is that tiffany and i will be at the baltimore comic-con nice. on uh, friday uh you'll be able to meet me and tiffany on saturday i'll be able to meet just me tiffany has to leave early so uh it's gonna be the two of us at baltimore comic-con next weekend so hopefully if you're, the, if you're in the baltimore inner harbor area stop on by and we'd love to meet you uh, I'm basically going because Frank Miller is going to be there, and I oh. don't know how many opportunities I'm going to have yet, so I'm going to go into That's it true. So, yeah, uh, we're going to be at Baltimore Comic Con. Uh, also, in the ch- or in the description box below this video, if you are interested in carrying on this conversation after the show is over, you can go on over to the Discord and Comic Pop and hang out with us there, or at least hang out with like-minded individuals like yourselves who dig this kind of thing. So, in Indeed. the description box below this video, right next to the T Public store link, you'll also find an invite to the Discord. Go check that out and join up. would be great. Um, by the way, somebody in the chat also mentioned that they've met Frank Miller. I met somebody at uh, Fan Expo with you mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, and they also mentioned that they met Frank Miller and that he was totally cool. That's and very, nice. very friendly. I'm looking forward to that. That's uh, good to hear. 
The other thing I wanted to mention is, of course, if you like this show and you like it only in audio format, but you don't know where to go to get it, uh, first of all, if you have an iDevice, like an Apple product, uh, you can find us on iTunes. It's just called Elseworlds Exchange. Go find it there. Uh, you can also, however, go over to the uh, Podbean website, which is just comicpop.podbean.com. Swing on over there, and you can find every episode of the Elseworlds Exchange, plus a few extra items, any long-form mm. discussion-based show that we've done in the last year on Comic Pop is over there. So just go find that and download it and check it out. All manner of audio goodness. That's right. You can find all kinds of Comic Poppy audio goodness, plus a couple commentaries as well. Um, ah. And finally, the last thing I want to mention before we get it started is uh, I want to give a quick shout out to our other, our, our third uh, host to this show who can't be here. She's very busy, but she's an amazing uh, support. Without her, I don't exist. It's Tiffany from Comic Pop. I want to thank her personally and specifically for being the rock of Comic Pop and making this damn thing work. And more importantly, when Joel's not available or we ever <laughs> need to do like a really, really in-depth discussion and we're going to have a lot of conversations about some Tiffany-centric episodes, oh yeah, they would not exist without Tiffany's insight. And I want to thank her for that because without her, none of this happens. She is <laughs> she- the... She is the, the 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 driving force behind a lot of the stuff we do, even if she doesn't take credit for it. She's she's the rock of the pull as well. She's revolutionized that show and given me another outlet every Thursday around this time. Literally, the show uh, neither show would exist because if because the way that Joel and I and our schedules are concerned, uh, the pull would have been dead long ago, and the and the yes. Elseworlds Exchange we would have lost some of our greatest conversations without her. Uh, so. She is amazing and super helpful, and she is just the greatest. So I want to thank her. And Thanks, if you have a chance, Jeff. go on to Twitter and tweet <laughs> at the real Zoobs and just show her how you feel. Tell her you think she's great because she really is, and it's always nice to hear. Just, just surprise her with praise. Just hop out. You're great. Yeah. Um, by the way, I don't want to skip out on uh, getting Arthur the Lobster, who also jumped into the super chat again and said, "Remember to turn the shirts inside out and save the printing." Uh, yes. Yes, that's right. I mentioned that. Yeah, if you are uh, if you're a college student or in high school and you have to do your own laundry, or if you're just a regular old adult and have to do your own laundry, number one, I'm sorry, I'm I'm <laughs> here with you. And number two, if you find that your your screen printed shirts are getting kind of worn a little fast, you might be yep. not doing it properly. And the trick to do that is just turn it inside out. Throw it into the laundry that way it'll save your thing and it'll still clean the shirt even if you got that oh, yeah. luster stain on it so, I, yeah. I learned that the hard way i got a nightwing shirt that got absolutely mangled and everything because i didn't remember to turn it inside out in high school when we didn't have access to like internet-based products that weren't like sketchy or scary to find <laughs> the only outlet i had to get screen printed shirts was hot topic there and you go god damn are those so cheap and flimsy and crappy they and they just they were basically just black t-shirts after like three weeks worth <clears throat> of washings and uh man did i not know to turn them inside out i'll tell you that mm-hmm. uh, by the way mr giggles in the super chat tip is the dr manhattan of the weekly poll and the elseworlds exchange that's fair she is the blue hand at the beginning of creation <laughs> it's true and let me tell you like speaking of the the shirt thing it's the worst when you spend like 20 bucks, 25 bucks on a t-shirt. And, and you will spend no less than 20 or 25 bucks for like an actual official licensed tee. It's true. Unless, of course, you want to stop by the Comic Pop t-shirt store over in the description box below this video, in which case all sh- all shirts right now are $14. $14. $14. Yeah, 
Anyway, uh, let's get into the show. We're going to be doing a retrospective on this show specifically and just talking about some of our favorites and uh, just, just in general gabbing about ourselves. So Think of it as behind-the-scenes commentary. This is us going back and, you know, doing a retrospective. Exactly. By the way, Mod King Moby also mentions Tiffany does a great job on all the shows. She has to put up with me. That's not easy. <laughs> I agree, Moby. It's true. <laughs> Good call. But, uh, yes, welcome, uh, Elseworld. We had a great term for people who like the Elseworlds Exchange. Exchangers? I thought it was Explorers, Elseworlds Explorers. That's cool, too. Someone in the chat, I think it was Nimrod Canada, who said Exchangers, and then they joked there where it's like, really, it took us two years and we haven't thought of a name yet for our fan base? Exactly. No, I liked uh, I liked Elseworlds Explorers. I do like Exchangers. I'll take either one because some people in Comic Pop's fan base uh, call, our, call themselves Poppers, and some people That's call fun. themselves the population. So I also, take too, too good one. But I do, I'll take it all. So... Let's do it up. Uh, um, okay, Let's. first, before we actually get into specific episodes, I want to like look back and say that while Joel has been the mainstay host, he's been like the 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 main co-host on this show. We have had some very special, prominent uh, guest hosts on this show, it's true. not including the lovely and talented Tiffany. Uh, so I wanted to give a quick shout out to a couple of those special hosts who have dropped in on the uh, on, on the infrequency. And uh, and make the, made the show possible. Uh, can, oh yeah! Can you believe that Mr. Sunday Movies came by the show one time? Yes. And actually, jumped into a conversation about uh, summer blockbusters. That's a solid episode. I listened back to that when we were all really on our friggin' A game. We on were. That one. We were. By the way, Duncan Watson in the super chat. I just want to say that your channel is my all-time favorite. The whole gang, the guests, and the community have always been incredibly friendly. I oh. agree with you, my friend. Thank you so much for saying so. Um, yeah, we have the greatest. I, I've said it before, and I don't mince words. We have the best community online. So. So thank you for that, man. Um, by the way, yeah, so Mr. Sunday, freaking awesome. And we've been working with him. I've been talking to him directly through Twitter, just trying to coordinate some uh, reappearance. Yeah. Either on, on either show, either on this show or on uh, the pull as well. And it's he's, just, he's a busy man. He's a hard goat to nail down. He is busy. He, he just appeared and in the physical on uh, on Screen Junkies not too long ago. No, actually, I have to track that down. You can actually see Mr. Sunday without his really? goat form. I think the dude just had to give up the goat, if you will, <laughs> and just go dumb like, tish. listen, if you, want, if you want to be on the show, you got to be here physically. And by the way, dude is a, is a handsome fella. It wasn't like he was uh, the elephant man. It looked really great. It, it's funny. There, there were so many like urban legends surrounding why he never showed his face. Where it's like, oh, is he is, is he like in witness protection or something? Can right. he legally not show his no, face? I, my theory was always just like, dude didn't want to get harassed at the grocery store. He's already got like an, an, es, an inescapable voice. So I can imagine if he also made his face available. That, that's that's fair. the way to do it. But uh, yeah, so Mr. Sunday rocks. Even Rob from Comics Explained stopped by. Very it. early on the show he came mm -hmm. in. And uh, that was super fun. Um, I also wanted to say that uh, we also had an episode, a visit from NerdSync, from Scott. Yes, from NerdSync. that was another really good episode, talking about Civil War 1 and 2 and, you know, what it meant to the greater comic scene. I liked that, that one. It was right before Civil War 2 came out, I think. We were just talking about the the phenomenon and, and whether it could actually be any good or not. It was a really great chat. Scott, it was, and, and then we read Civil War 2. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Scott uh, Scott brings the Scott brings the brains to the outfit. I'll tell you that. Indeed, um, that was a, that was a classy episode. We classed it up in that one. It's true. We also had uh, Jason Inman of uh, Jowin and DC All Access come by. Um, he wanted to talk. He's actually talked about it a couple times. He wanted to talk about uh, uh, comic book delays because I think mm. he had a theory about like how to fix them. 
And um, the other episode that he did was about uh, animated series pitches. Yes. Which was pretty awesome. Which um, we've done that a couple times now. We've revisited that one. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great having Jason on. It's always great to have Jason on. Mm-hmm. And, by the He's way, guy. not the last time you'll see him again. He'll be he'll be back sooner than you think. Um, in, in addition to uh, those who make uh, their respective franchises work, actually, Victoria Robinson was on the show to talk yes. about her favorite thing in the world, which was Robins. And that was which a really is- fun episode. Which is funny because I had been pitching sidekicks for the longest time and then I saw you guys did a Robin episode. I'm like, oh, does that mean we're not going to do sidekicks? We can talk about sidekicks. But <laughs> I know we can. Literally, it would just be about like literally that like doing a Robin show is great because it also omitted the need to just focus on the Robins. That's um, true. But that was really fun. That was a great insight. And I was really glad to get her on there because I really dig Ashley's uh, vibe. I think I think she's got a lot of great insights. Also um, a nice person. I've been meaning to get this dude on anything we've done for the last five years or more because I used he used to be he was one of my first interviews when I got into YouTubing at all before we were actually comic pop and that's Brad Geiger yes uh, Brad Geiger from Evil Inc the webcomic and uh, from co- webcomics in general dude is so friendly and so funny and he's got a just a veritable wellspring of knowledge and experience to, to bring to the table and uh, he brought that with his Dick and Tits comic, uh, <laughs> uh, or rather his initiative on Patreon, which is uh, which is going strong. It's Evil Ink After Dark. We talked about that. That was the first video, by the way, that was demonetized on comic. Really? That's you know, okay. Because we were all hit pretty hard by that. They they hit me for weird ones, but I can understand why they went after that. No, one. they hit us. The the only video that was hit during the like recent adpocalypse was our most recent. Well, the one before the, uh, our Secret Empire off the rack episode, which was a mistake, and uh, about six hours later, it was rectified and removed. Um, but no, I think it's just because we put NSFW in the tags of, of the episode. If I remove them, I'll bet people will talk about it again. They they got my Injustice video and a Green Arrow comic I did like three years ago, and I'm like, what the fuck? That's weird. But yeah. I, uh, but also, and finally, I think this is the last one, and if I've forgotten anybody, I do apologize, and Joel, I hope you'll rectify it, because... Uh, because all the guests we've had have been really, really super supportive, and they did it for no pay. So. No. Oh, uh, the Bard. You had the Bard on a couple and we times. Had the, and that's the, that's the last one I want to mention. We had the Bard from Bardic Broadcasts. If you're not familiar with the Bard, just type in HeroQuest into YouTube, and you'll find why HeroQuest is so great. You know what was great about that show? That was like one of the shows that I wasn't on, but I enjoyed watching because you were talking – about D&D, which is something that I had just recently gotten into. I'm like, oh, shit, this is educational. Shit, I should write this down. Dude is, like, just a college professor wrapped in a dwarf's body. <laughs> he is the, he is the man. I love the bard. We are actually developing an episode of Elseworlds, I think, uh, working on Friday the 13th. He wants to talk Ooh. about just Friday the 13th. If that is an episode you guys would want to watch, we'll definitely jump into it. He's been doing a lot of research on that, and we'll, we'll one day make that work. But, it's uh, super fascinating. I uh, I loved that documentary they did. Uh, his name was Jason, and they go through like everyone in order. Yeah, I, I they did they did kind of like a marathon on sci-fi not too long ago. Mm. Like, Tiffany and I wound up watching like four of them, and I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, they really kind of like lose steam after a couple of them. They do. That's, you know, I mean, that's a true of a lot of horror franchises, but especially of that where it's like, wow, you just go up and down in quality, don't you? It's true. Uh, Super Manning in the Super Chat also wanted to say, happy anniversary, Dynamic Duo. Keep on keeping on. Will do, my friend. And uh, Comic Book Fan 111 just reminded me about the episode we did with Sam freaking Basher. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, only Stupid Answers and Source Fed Fame. 
Thank you for reminding me. We also talked to Sam Basher just about Superman Legacy, just about that issue, I think. Mm-hmm. Just the conversation. Awesome to have uh, Sam on the show. I love Sam. He's so friendly and so boyish and, ador- and adorable. Just yeah, I've only got to work with him a couple times, but I've enjoyed every time I have. He is, su- he is easily the most professional YouTuber I've ever met outside mm-hmm. of Jason Inman, I think. Uh, by the way, uh, somebody wanted to, uh, somebody, Joel reminded me, uh, another Joel, not you, Joel. Yeah. But they were like, Max Landis episode? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we, we wish. Yeah, uh, shoot him a, shoot him a tweet and be like, yo, Max, come on there. And I was just reminded, thank you so much, Greg Weissman from Gargoyles fame. That's right. Came on and we talked about Gargoyles. If you have not gone back into the archives of Elseworlds, by the way, two years worth of shows, there's a lot of really, really solid conversations. And I think one of the one of the really like big benefits of that was being like, let's just talk about this one thing. For it's time. true. Just dedicate it. And it kind of reminded me of like back issues where I'm like, hey, let's take this one book and just talk about it for an hour. And it's funny how... I love that format. I love my show so much. Not to get too, like, (laughs) pat on my back, but, like, I love back issues because, like, where else are you going to find three people analytically diving into a book that, like, maybe no, maybe, like, a tenth of the populace has read or maybe that, like, most of the comic book going populace has read but also doesn't really, like, get a chance to talk about? You know, like, where else are you going to talk about, like, Hulk versus Batman for an hour? Oh, yeah. Not to get too sappy, but I liked how organic, you know, it was when the show just started where it's like you and I had worked together, you know, we had kind of dug where each other was coming from. And then just what blossomed as like a Twitter discussion about Star Wars was just like, hey, you know, let's, let's fucking record this. This is a show we're doing. Let's get paid for this exactly. or try to. No, this show like this show literally just came from like, man, we we do talk a lot. Uh, and I think the weekly poll would just end and we just keep going. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We got to fucking record this shit and make it actually work. Yeah. Um, by the way, Adrian, in the super chat says congratulations on two year anniversary i really enjoy both your channels and love listening to you guys talk comics together this definitely is my favorite podcast thank oh you so thank much. you that's that's really nice to hear there are a million podcasts for you to say that's your favorite means the world to us thank you so much man um yeah the show has organically blossomed into something that i think is even very different from where it started like when oh we yeah first started, i think we were so like, too. let's talk about anything let's uh i think it's funny our first episode star wars and sci-fi kind of directionless absolutely you know we were like i guess like because new star wars is coming out force awakens was just about to come out and we had no idea what to expect we yeah were like i guess we'll talk about that and like how it looks against the framework of general sci-fi mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then we we're like okay no we should just do one topic and just hash that out Exactly. Um, and then yeah. even to the point where later on, it's like, hey, you know, we talk about like fun and games topics. We talk about stuff we like and everything. Let's actually throw a couple serious topics in there. Like we talked about the current state of YouTube and what it meant to us to be YouTubers. And we oh, did yeah. like an episode on inspiration and what inspires us and where, you know, good ideas come from and everything. It's true. I think because we gained favor with the audience by actually making shit they want to hear, like by talking about things and topics that either are relevant to them or aren't, but they had some kind of passing or, or, or you know, tertiary interest in, uh, allowed us to gain favor by being like, let's talk about, like, our own feelings and our own thoughts on, yeah. like, on life itself and so forth. And that, uh, but it But it also generates some of the strongest episodes of our show. I think so, too. I, it lets the audience feel like they know us and we know them. And I think it's more than they feel like it. Like, they do. They, I mean, like, there's no way they can't, 
be aware of our feelings on certain subjects or mm-hmm. like predict what we're going to say or or what our opinion's going to be on a particular issue although it's nice to like have confirmation on it instead of just indeed by the way neo <laughs> gecko 815 in the super chat says you guys rock here's to more years to come thank you oh thank you sir but yeah, uh, so let's look back on some. We also we we tried to do a couple things that didn't work out that we just didn't bother to do again. Yeah. Um, like okay, so we did like okay, one topic we'll hash that out. That seems to be kind of the the main underline mm-hmm. factor to the show. But uh, in one episode, I remember we did uh, we did like a whole season two of Daredevil roundup. Oh yes, that's right. Which hey, I I actually pitched just recently. It's like hey, we should talk about uh, Netflix uh, Phase One now that it's officially done and over with. Yeah, I think that's worth a wor- worth a revisit. But I don't know if we're gonna do any more spoiler casts anymore. Yeah. At least not on a full show. It's know? also like you know we do spoiler casts on other shows that we're a part of. Exactly. We can, we can only say the same thing so many times. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, I completely agree with you there. Yeah. Um, it's funny. We've we've done some shows that are almost like, oh, crap, I forgot. Ben was on an episode as well. We did a whole episode where Ben and Tiffany did a show. That's where right. Where his favorite horror sci-fi movies and even Danielle in the chat right now was on an episode where she and Tiffany talked about video games. That's right. Also, there was a time, wasn't it, when you and I were away or couldn't do it. And uh, what is it? it was Tiffany and Sammy were in an episode oh, together. Shit, I forgot about that. Sammy Reed's no longer of YouTube. Uh, and Tiffany did talk about it. Man, that was a good one. That was uh, that was about Batman vs. Superman and like and mythology. Mythology. Yeah. What a great chat. That was uh, man. We had such plans for Sammy. It's too bad she had to go. Oops. Uh, but it was so great. Uh, hey, you know, she, she's them. out there being a real hero right now. She's helping rebuild houses after the hurricane and shit. Seriously, I guess uh, talking about funny books kind of pales in comparison to, like, fishing people out of houses and rebuilding them for them. Like, actually doing good heroic work. Good good on you, Sammy, wherever you are. Way, way to live the comic dream. Precisely, precisely. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'd love to see more of those. Um, but, yeah, so, okay, let's talk about, uh, well, what, what's another item from our show you wanted to talk about? Uh, here, I got the whole playlist in front of me, which yeah, you have, <laughs> which you have very wonderfully uh, kept together and very much up to date. That's always good. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, well, we got to talk about video stores. That was a fun one in the early days. Where it's like, yeah, let's just talk about some shit that's not around anymore. Let's you know wax uh, nostalgic for a minute. Exactly. That one, uh, I think it's one of our lowest viewed episodes. <laughs> I, I think it is too. That and like favorite comedians are like, you know what this this one's just for us, everyone. This is just stuff we like and stuff we want to talk about. Comedians made me think like maybe we should just we maybe we should stay in the wheelhouse of nerddom. <laughs> yeah, let, let let us not stray too far here. Yeah, people were pretty pissed about that one too because they were like, you didn't mention blah blah blah, and I'm like, no man. We we only had ten, and we only had an hour to do it's so. Two hours long. Like, give me a break. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, uh, we we did our favorite movies of 2015. I think we should do that too, like year end wrap ups. Like, I pitched an idea for this year, like around Christmas time. We should do our favorite things of 2017, not just movies, but just what were our favorite things that we got into in 2017. I'd sooner do that one than favorite movies, just because I don't see a lot of them anymore. Mm. So yeah, uh, but definitely like just just some of the favorite. <laughs> you mean like my favorite ice cream store? Like yeah, well even that or just like hey you know hey here's a show I found or here's a web series I found or here's like a comic I went back and read that I really enjoyed. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we're gonna stray too far from the nerd wheelhouse anymore. Yeah. I think 
I think we we did that. We tried it because this was like where we were like, okay, we're gonna do like more of a generic, this is like like an actual podcast, mm. you know, where we're just gonna trade on our names and just do whatever. Mm. And nah, people don't really fucking want to want to hear th- about this. This was the experimentation era for sure. Exactly, exactly. And I think that we can we can stray every once in a while. Uh, we can talk about movies and specific type stuff about movies, and we can talk about comics and things like that. But like, I don't know if we're gonna do our favorite candy bars. Damn it. Oh, I, I had a whole bunch of jokes planned for the candy bar episode. That's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, it's funny. Back when, like, La La Land was getting, like, uh, all the award buzz and everything, and it seemed like musicals were back for a second. There was that Flash Supergirl musical. Oh, yeah. I pitched, I pitched that idea to her. It's like, yeah, let's talk about musicals. Yeah, I, it would literally just be the Little Shop of Horrors episode where I just talk about how much I love that fucking musical. That um, one's pretty good. J- just, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, I, I like, uh, you know... The funny thing is for me, I'm like, you know, cat, does cats count? I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about. Because <laughs> once you cross that line, exactly, exactly. There's no coming back from that. Well, we discover we have a whole other audience we didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that uh, web comics never really took off. By the way, Are there are yeah. episodes that like you're like, why didn't that take off? I'm surprised. There's a couple of them for me. Um, I, I feel one. smarter for doing the webcomics uh, episode because, like, I had never heard of, like, Control-Alt-Delete and I didn't know about <laughs> Tim Buckley and I followed that one down the rabbit hole for much enjoyment. That is easy to do, by the way. If you don't know about that or anything like that, it just yeah, it goes further and further. It's, ugh. Um, hey, you know what I really liked, though? One of the things uh, I'll, one of the thing that never that never took off was our Darker Image episode where we just oh, yeah. I talk about uh, where we just kind of delve into a book like hey let's take the format of the show and then just go like let's talk about this one book and how like weird it is didn't didn't uh, didn't perform well. you think because it was too much like back issues i think maybe i think it was more like it was a niche book to begin with and mm. then there was really just like hey let's yeah it was it was very back issuesy but uh but with only one person and it was kind of like eh. That was that was also an episode that I wasn't on, but I remember watching. I'm like, hey, I got jokes to make about darker image. Right. It's always in it's always in every long box of like ninety percent off comics. It really you is everywhere. It. And I remember like a, as a kid finding darker image and being like, yes, I finally have the first appearance of the Max. And then being like, and then years later, like literally the other day, going to Comic Fortress and finding. The first seven issues of the Max just sitting there, plus Max one half, which a fan was amazing enough to to, to send me. Oh, which so I'm like, I don't have to ever worry about this again. Like, thanks. I guess the Max is dead. Like, I guess no one gives a shit, including Sam Keith. But does it keep <laughs> Sam Keith from charging like five hundred dollars for a fucking Max print that has a little sketch no. of, of the Max on it? Um, man, by the way, just a really quick aside, Sam Keith. Uh, Tiffany really hates his art, and I really like it when he's trying to like fit in with 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 comicdom. Like it's an his, acquired taste. His first six issues of the Max, I'm like, this is awesome. And then like when he's like, okay, people, we I've got them now. I can draw like that. Like I'm like I'm a spaz. Like oh no. Um, but that said, uh, he only he did an appearance at like a Boston con about a year ago, and I was like, well, if he's doing that, he might start doing other shows. Nope, <laughs> that was the last time. <laughs> like yeah, oh, well. You know, I, I wouldn't say kill that concept just yet. I pitched you something in New York that, or not, yeah, I pitched you something in Toronto that I that I think we might be able to resurrect that concept of like let's let's take a comic from a from like a ninety percent off long box or a couple and do something with it. I feel like a certain like other YouTube channel would be like, hey. <laughs> would they though? They don't own that concept. Well, We're doing they don't. Some... Here's the thing: is that like 
they might they they would never know about it. The fact is, exactly. everybody media doesn't know we exist in any Damn capacity. Right. But uh, but I think that someone there's a big crossover of fandom from us mm. and them. I feel like somebody be like, "Yo, they're doing your show." I'm not saying do it every week. I'm just saying do it every once in a while yeah. as a fun thing. <laughs> I'm not saying we're gonna start doing it all the time. The fact is, the problem is that they don't do it every time. Like they do That's it true. every like six months or whatever. That's true. I guess so. Once you put it that way. But I do like, listen, the concept is still strong and it's like, no, that could work. I, I still think it would work. It's just like, I'm, I would do, need... do, we, do we want to invite that drama into our lives? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. We'll lose. Uh, the Red Samurai in the Super Chat says, happy anniversary. Quick question. Has Joel ever heard of Justice League Mortal? Yes. And Sal have uh, any quick, and uh, do you have any th quick thoughts about it? Maybe make it a, a future Elseworlds exchange. I don't know. Do you? Eh. I mean, like, it was a neat idea. It died. Uh, I that's, wanna... that's the one where they lose all their powers, right? I thought it was. I thought they're talking about the movie, the George Romero movie. But oh, yeah. Do you mean the comic or the movie? Because there's two that are Justice League Mortal. Yeah, I think he's talking about the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, by the way, I see. A lot, I've seen oh, since we started a lot of people suggesting different guests for the show. Um, I'm going to do a quick thing at the end where I'm going to be like, shoot me your guest ideas, and then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll just copy them all and put them in at the end. There you so, go. So save your idea because I don't want to lose it, and I also don't want to lose our momentum of our conversation by grabbing them. So mm -hmm. definitely uh, hang on to that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I remember when we tried. Remember the episode? Uh, I'm looking at this right now. Uh, Champions and Monster Men. Mm. Where we just talked about comics. That's right. It was oh, that's right. It was me. There literally no one that else was, was available. You. It was just me. And, and you I, talked about what came out. And I talked about what came out because I didn't want to have like a conversation with myself. So I just gave mm -hmm. like a little mini off the rack where I just shared my my thoughts. Um, I really like the cover to that episode more than I like the episode itself. It's a really nice cover. Thank you. I made that myself. You make all the covers, and they're all really nice. I do make all the covers. The only cover I didn't make was actually Tiffany uh, made a cover for us. It was supposed to be like our our standard. This is like when, I, when, when let's see. It was called Let's Fix Marvel Comics. That was the episode we did where uh, we we you and I tried to mm. fix Marvel Comics, and Tiffany made the cover for that one. That was from April of this year, and I was like, we need better branding. Tiffany, get on that. And so Tiffany made <laughs> a specific like. Kind. It was actually she rolled out with the current off the rack thumbnail, oh. and she made that one for uh, for Elseworlds. And ultimately, like it didn't like it, uh, it was. I didn't have like the raw file, so I couldn't change the text. And then I was like, meh, I'll just go back to the way it was. <laughs> that was another really strong episode we did. I felt we really flexed our creative muscles in that one, and that also kicked off a new trend of us being like, hey, let's do thought exercise episodes. Let's let's show how smart we are and what we would do. The thought exercise, uh, I think, is our our biggest bread and butter right now. I think that's like the if the Elseworlds Exchange is ever going to change, shift, grow, or change, I think that's where it would head uh, into a more like take a quest, a, a big idea. Uh, actually, right. from my educational background, I remember that uh, every uh, every lesson you have planned has to have an essential question where you mm -hmm. ask like, the big idea, where it's like, what are they going to get from this from this lesson and how are they going to answer this question? I thought it was major horseshit and it was really yeah. stupid and it was so self-aggrandizing and so <laughs> And I was like, I, if I were a kid, I would think this was such bullshit. If I were in high school and this, and they had, they made me ask it or answer an essential question about what the, what the lesson was for this episode or for this, this class, I'd be like, fuck you. This is stupid. 
Um, but I had to ask it in my own classes, and I try to tie it in. Like, I basically, if you ever want to give an insight into what I was like as a teacher, um, I treated every show or every I treated every every class like a show. Oh, where it was like a podcast, or we just kind of had a had a full dialogue. Sometimes monologue because I taught with a lot of kids who had no interest in conversation and mm-hmm. really confused by my enthusiasm and my and my, my my insistence on conversations. They really didn't like that. <laughs> Why is this old man so into this shit? Yeah, old man, screw you. That was like <laughs> old man when your business suit, businessman. I did not wear a business suit. Uh, I I hated teachers that wore a full suit. I was like, screw did you? you. Uh, but yeah, no, but I like the idea of basically taking that concept from school and being like, no, it, it's an essential question. Like we, where we have an essential question and we mm. attempt to answer that essential question through the show. Cause yeah. it also is a great way to get the, com- the, 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 the chat involved because then they attempt to answer the question. Absolutely. So boom, like, I think that that's the future of the Elseworlds exchange is like, is just basically having an essential question. You'll see them in kind of our biggest ones. Like, is DC Rebirth an event? Which is more consumer-friendly, Marvel or DC? Um, you know, uh, is Marvel Studios over overextending? More recent episodes. What if Disney ditched yeah. Marvel Comics was our most doom and gloom episode, certainly. Sure was. Um, we, uh, we also tried our hands at commentaries a couple times. We did one for Batman Superman. We did one for Hulk Versus. We did a couple Christmas episodes. It's true. I like doing those commentaries. Me too. Um, there's actually, there's a, there's a service called, uh, Rift TV. Yes. And that's probably where the future of those will go because then it's actually way more easy to integrate like Netflix or viewers it into it. So we'll probably. Of course you're a slave to whatever Netflix has on at the time. Yeah, that's true. By the way, Will I Am Gold in the, in the super chat says, did you guys do DC Elseworld pitches? We did, uh, we did a. Didn't we do like a full reboot for DC or a full, like- we did some pitches for DC, but it was very impromptu. I was away at the time and that was like 15 minutes before the show. It's like, hey, you want to do some DC pitches? Yeah, I, I want to say that we didn't we have we have never done um, DC. We've never pitched Elseworlds ideas. But that's a pretty solid idea. Let's tuck that one away. Yeah, right. Also, like we've never done a thing where we just talk about Elseworlds, like the concept of the Elseworlds books. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, ironic. It is, right? That's, like, that. that's our back pocket in case of, like, no show idea, break glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap! We'll just talk about Elseworlds books. Boom. Talk about Elseworlds on the Elseworlds while we Elseworlds. As far as commentaries go, uh, we should uh, try and do that uh, Thor versus Hulk thing as we get closer oh, to Ragnarok. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Cause that's it's also, a solid one. It's a solid movie, like, slash like two part episode show basically mm-hmm. um, and the runtime is exactly the usual runtime of our podcast so there works, you go works for me i dug the shit out of both those i wish that was the future of marvel's animation mm, but it just didn't i know happen. um i want to just do a quick uh like just a just an honorable mention um i loved the creating an event episode i know you weren't mm. on it but like it's still Probably one of my favorites that that is Joelless. <laughs> Solid um, concept. Because it was it integrated with the chat wanted to talk about, which is like because it was funny. I was like, you know, like we love we love talking about DC versus Marvel and Marvel DC crossovers, but like I feel like most folk don't want like I feel like I, I felt or assumed at the time people were like, let's talk about like one particular thing, but no, everyone was like, just do a re basically redo DC versus Marvel. <laughs> 
And we're like, all right, that's where we're going to start. We're just, so we're going to do, we're going to use two, two universes to try and like create books. Fine. <laughs> and that resulted in one incredible fan actually drawing a, a Ghost Rider versus Flash cover. I image. saw that. Shipped me the original pencils. I have it framed oh, wow. in the break room. So it's an amazing image. And it, it like, without that, the show is just with, with, yeah, even if that was the only thing that came out of the episode, it was worth it. But, uh, but it's such a great two-parter where we just, like, jumped into it and created a whole fuckload of stuff. That was another one. I love when we get to be creative. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like it, like I'm always concerned that people are like, I don't care what you want to make. I know, right? Just, you always worry about being viewed as being, like, pretentious. Exactly. Like, well, because like, here's the thing. I never want to come out and be like, the reason this sucks is because they didn't hire me. Yeah, they didn't Here's do it what my I way. Done. That is, that is, uh, you are no longer a critic, and you're basically just fanboying at that point. You're being super entitled. But that said, I mean, like, it is fun to create. Nobody doesn't like doing that. Uh, everyone mm. creates in some way, and if you have an audience and they want you to like throw ideas at them, then why not? Um, so I, I think that that's a hard line to to skirt, but it's. Mm-hmm. When we do it, we, we we're very sensitive to it, which I think allows <laughs> us to not be complete douchebags about it. <laughs> so, so we like to say. We also did a look back of superhero movies in 2016. That was actually pretty good. I think we could refine that concept for 2017 and almost do like a power ranking. Like here's our power ranking for the year of superhero movies that probably, came out. We probably should do that more because that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's funny. It, it, it also helps for us, too, because you and I don't t- do, like, list content on our own channel, so to bring that here to Elseworld is pretty smart. That's true, yeah. Now, I don't like listicles. Uh, I like the idea behind them, but I always Same. find that the only people who make them that have any major views are people who have no stake or interest or actual background in comics. In exactly. So it's just they just Googled the lists that they wanted to make and then made a hodgepodge of them or just copied one. Yep, that And that too. makes me angry. I'm just like, what a waste. What a, what a waste. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, if we do lists, it's like, here's a, here's a recommended le- reading list. It's like, use some, like, make it practical. Make it useful. Yeah. Um, man, it, are there any episodes that we made where you went, surely this will be the one? Like, the one that will either get the attention of someone or or blow us up in some capacity. Right. Because, hmm, by the yeah, way, well, still hasn't happened, so... <laughs> no, no, there hasn't been, like, some huge breakthrough. I've been very happy about everything we've gotten so far no and all the people who have viewed and enjoyed, but no, there's... None of our shit's gone viral yet. No. By the way, Red Samurai in the Super Chat says, any hints for a Halloween back issues? Also, mm-hmm. will Ghostbuster Tiffany return? And is Ethan a Black Lantern? And what state is Sal in? <laughs> Ghost Wolfman? Yeah, that's all part of the uh, Little House Christmas Spectacular universe. So if you ever, like, if you're wondering, like, the, the yeah, we kind of blur the line a little bit, but that's, yeah, well, I don't know about that. And it's, I don't, it, it's Treehouse of Horror rules. It's, it is, but there is, it's, it will, if Treehouse of Horror took place in its own pocket universe. So, like, there is a linear logic to it, but, like, mm. in the world where Ethan can command a Black Lantern ring and I turn into a werewolf, <laughs> Ben also went into space for a year and, like, dubiously had sex with a goblin creature so like there's a lot of different stuff going on there uh but i can't answer your questions right off the bat but i can tell you that halloween back issues will be a thing like we will do a halloween centric episode that's that's actually a good idea mentioning treehouse of horror i was thinking what our halloween episode should be this year for elseworlds maybe we should look at treehouse of horror because it lets us talk about simpsons again it's true did we ever do a halloween episode no we've kicked around the idea of it 
a couple times, but I don't think we ever actually did it. I think like it was something where it's like, you know, should we do our favorite horror movies? Should we do like our favorite movie monster? Should we like, you know, look at a whole franchise or something? But no, I think we kicked around ideas. I don't think we ever ended up doing that. I I agree. No, we've, we have never done a Halloween. We've done two Christmas ones. Or holiday ones. One was like a holiday commentary. The other one was an act where we talked about holiday specials themselves. Hell, we did two Valentine's Day ones. We did superhero power couples. And then the next year we did the most toxic comic book relationships. It's true. Uh, those lend themselves. I, I loved doing that. I like when we theme the episodes, especially Me if too. they work seamlessly. But Aldo Morgan says, love you guys. Did you like the new Rick and Morty episode? I think oh, it was, yeah. Outside of the first episode, I think it's the best one of the season. It was really good. Also, I love, too, the theme song they use for the Citadel is In the City, the ending theme song from the Warriors. Nice. It's also from the ending Joe episode. It's, it's the same ending song from the uh, episode with Evil Morty in it. Yes. Or no, no, no. That's, uh, no, I mean, like, the one where they actually go to the Citadel and they sing oh. In the City. That's uh, that's from the Warriors. Oh, nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. The ooh. Yeah, yeah. The creepy theme. I know that one. I love that theme. Um, by the way, here's another great idea that Joel had that we do on Elseworlds, our Versus series. Yeah, we haven't done one in a bit. No, we haven't, and we should, because those are fun. Like, and, they're, about and people overdue. like them. Should we, should we maybe, for the third one, should we maybe, like, expand it beyond comic books and just do geek culture in general? Like, who would win in a fight, He-Man or the Highlander? Yeah, I'd do that. I think I could expand it like that, like... Oh, crap. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a really, really smart, like, undefeatable scientist-type character. Because I'm like, mm -hmm. who would, like, Rick versus so-and-so? But I can't Oh, yeah. Um, by the way, Tevya Smolka says, I have an idea. How about a DC Futures End discussion? No, nah, we're not uh, going to do that. So thank you for the suggestion. I, I, I fucking read the whole thing, reviewed every issue individually, yeah. and those videos are all gone now to the winds of time, YouTube, and my old outfit. And that's fine. Yeah, those episodes. Yeah, somebody, some amazing, incredible person sent me all the trades for Future's End, so I can read it from beginning to end, and I haven't. But but why would you? But why would I do that? I well, for a back issues, but like, I actually was in the middle of reading Fifty Two, and I'm like, this is better. This is more fun than probably reading Future's End. I'm sure Future's End I can skip a lot more. Fifty Two is really dense. There's a lot going on. You know, it, I, my fear, my like nightmare scenario is, you know, when I come out to visit you guys this year for New York Comic Con, that you're just going to spring that on me. Hey, Joel, guess what? Future's End. Yeah. No, no you've read it. I can't talk to you about Future's End. You've read it already. <laughs> Unless you want to host it and you explain Future's End. That means I, I'd have then to, I don't have to do it. it. I don't have to read it. I can just be like, that means I'd either have to go back and reread it or just go from memory. <laughs> That's a little bit of both as to how backish this happens. There you go. All right, so you see this fucking bullshit was going on at this time. They were testing the waters of fusion to Earth 2 and Earth 1. It was just a goddamn bad idea. Yeah, it was. We were the zero issue for Off the Rag. We went, okay, never again. And uh, man, am I glad I didn't do that. I remember my, like, my comic book shop at the time got all the holographic covers. It got mm -mm. 50 of the holographic covers per holographic cover. <laughs> Damn it. And I was like, no. And then he got five long boxes. <laughs> holographic covers. That no one will ever want. No. And they're still like, they're not a dollar. Mm. 
But uh, yeah. By the way, I I'm finally I, I found it was let's run DC Comics. That was our pitch. There you go. That was that was where we're like let's just pitch all these books for DC Comics. Another another fun one we did that Tiff was on was of course the Avatar show. The Avatar episode where we just talk about Avatar: The Last Airbender and how great it was. Which people are still clamoring for the sequel episode. When are you going to talk about Legend of Korra? I was pro Team Korra for so long and so pro pushing this idea. It's been so long since I've watched it now. I would have to go back and rewatch the four seasons. Yeah, I have to go back. I, I, I'll have to actually watch the. I think I've, I I liked the first season of Korra, and then the second that season. That was the I'm best. Like, I'm like, what's happening? And then the, the third season, I'm like, fuck this show. Just the, the first season was the best one. As someone who likes the show, I can very easily say the first one was probably the best. You know, the problem is uh, technology. You've ruined it. It's like them doing a sequel to Lord of the Rings where there's no magical creatures and they're just trying to build a democracy. Pass. <laughs> Not fun. I don't want to read a fantasy story where they invent the telephone. It's, it's funny. You know, if we were... If we were to do the core episode, we probably should have done it like two or three weeks ago because that's when the sequel comic came out. Oh, really? Yes, and I did read the sequel comic, and yeah, it feels like a very organic continuation where it's like literally Korra going around and coming out to her friends and family. Yeah, no, I heard about that. Good for I'm her. Like, well, yeah, I'm like, well, this this is solid. This is interesting. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is also stuff you could probably never do on Nickelodeon, eh? Yeah. The problem is Korra is so insufferable and such a Mary Sue, I can't. I can't get involved. Like, I just can't. She's so see, terrible. See, I like Korra, but that really is the thing about whether or not you like Legend of Korra. You really have to like Korra. Unlike in Avatar, I didn't like Aang right away. I thought he was a bit of a shit, but every character around him was so fascinating and so interesting, you were able to really, you know, dig it for all these other characters. He he, he kind of had like a Luke Skywalker, Harry Potter thing going on. Where it's like, look, you don't have to like the main character 100%. Look at this crazy world and look at all these other characters. Well, the thing is like Aang actually develops and it, what, they weren't afraid to make him kind of unlikable. It's true. They did um, many a times. And he's a kid who's learning. Like he's growing. I get it. Korra doesn't learn, grow, or change in any way. She's... Korra here, and then she's Korra there. As I understand, it's the same thing with Moana, where it's like, oh, a strong, independent woman turns into a strong, independent woman. Yeah, exactly. It's like you were already fully formed. Well, that's probably why the first season's the strongest one, because she actually goes through a whole lot of character development. They put what is supposed to be an end on it, and they're like, oh, we got to do four more of these, huh? Yeah. Well, we kind of already finished her arc, though, so... Yeah, so let's have her torch her mythos and also ruin the spirit world. Well, they also beat her down a little bit, and she's got to build herself back up. Hey, I don't here's, care. I know, but she's like, not she's, she's not as bad as the Mako character, though. Mako is like, what a, what a, what a, what an offensive tribute <laughs> I know. a great man. <laughs> a great man to make the probably the worst character in the entire series named after villain, him. At least then have it interesting, but no. By here's, the way, here's, super, here's, oh, sorry. I was going to say, here's the funny thing about Mako. Uh, there's a moment where you think they might actually redeem him by having him heroically sacrifice himself at the end, but no, nah, they, they wuss out on that. It's like, come on. By the way, Super Dog Comic Blog says, congratulations on two terrific years. Uh, on Elseworlds, huge fan of your channels. Love your views on the industry. Thank Guilty you. pleasures as far as comic runs go. Yeah, what are our... Mm -hmm. That's a great episode, but we could also talk about, like, what are some of our most guilty pleasures. That's, you know, put, put a pin in that. I got to think about that. That's a show right there. Right? Um, I, I actually asked uh, Scott Snyder this last night. While I, was, I like, saw that. Fa while I couldn't fall asleep. I'm like, guilty pleasure? Who said X-Force? And he's like, is that even a guilty pleasure, though? I'm like, not really. Cool. I mean... It 
I mean, it looks silly in comparison now. Yeah. Um, the art is, is a guilty... If you like that art, then that's a guilty pleasure. But, like, complaining about Nisiace's writing is like, yeah, well, you know, fair enough. But uh, what was it called? Um, I, I said kind of like Batman Spawn was a little bit of a guilty mm. pleasure, but I, it's horrible. Like, it's... I don't really get much pleasure out of that book. The, the Batman Spawn one is... Just nothing's good mm-hmm. about it. But the Spawn Batman one that Frank Miller wrote and drawn by McFarlane, the art is so good in it, and it's mm-hmm. so ob- obnoxious how great it is to see McFarlane at the, like, the height of his talent drawing Batman, and oh, yeah. seeing Spawn and Batman like hanging out was really cool to see. It's so cool. I have literally a poster I pulled out of a Wizard magazine. It's nice. up in the office. I see it every day, and I'm like, looks cool. That's good. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I can't n- another say fun show. I was gonna say another fun show we did that I wish this one blew up more because I'm really proud of how this one turned out. Unsellable comic heroes. We did that, yeah. The unsellables. People, yeah. people got mad at us. They're like, "What do you mean, Captain Marvel is or uh, Shazam is unsellable?" I'm like, "Uh, ha- don't when was got the last a book. time you picked up his book?" Did he? He don't got one. He maybe have a movie coming, but maybe not. Yeah. Like, they cast the villain before they cast him. Exactly. Um, oh, man. We did an episode recently that people got really mad at us for. And I can't remember what it was called. I think it was the best comic book resurrections. No, it was oh, the worst, yeah. it was the worst com- uh, costumes. Right, 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 right. We got right. really pissed because we couldn't put pictures in the video. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> You're on the internet, man. Use Google. The Google is right next to you. The problem is uh, the format of the show, which is like it's mostly conversation-based, and I don't have like a producer over there who can pull them up. Like if you're mm. watching uh, movie fights or anything on Screen Junkies, where yeah. they're, like, they're like, pull that up, pull it up. And then someone goes like, okay. And like, it's just us. And it's just me running the show. So it's like, I would have to like know what I was going to say and what you were going to say. Before you said it, yeah. And then pull them all up and... I think that loses spontaneity. I like the, it, the the fly, the on the fly nature of the show. Same, me too. And I also think that you know the fact that we're not putting in a bunch of video clips and a bunch of like pictures and everything is a good reason why this show has never gotten flagged for anything. That's true. Yeah, like it, people, if anyone, if it were flagged, the person reviewing it would just click on it, be like, okay, it's these two guys, and then just skip ahead a couple times. Go, okay, it's just two guys moving on. <laughs> like, uh, uh, these two paunchy nerds with chin beards are talking about nerd shit. They're cool. Yep. I don't. They didn't open the show with a curse. I'm sure it's fine. Moving on. I'm sure it's all right. Next one. By the way, Joel J and the Super Chats is happy anniversary Elseworlds Exchange. You guys rock. Um, let's. Okay, so two years of Elseworlds Exchange. Um, number one, I'm. We named this show immediately, and we've never looked back. And it was True. always a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. You know, we had a list of names, and we just kind of put two and two together. And we're like, yep, that's the one. Um. It's easy to find. It's easy to remember. It's alliterative. It's uh, mm-hmm. when we do decide to finally get a logo, it will be using them in some way. It'll probably look like a superhero thing. I was um, thinking of like a horizontal E, but then I'm like, no, nah, that's too close to Enron. Yeah, no, you can't. You can, no. <laughs> yeah, we don't want shirts that look like, you know, one of the greatest failures of all time. Right? No. Um, that's like, it was fake and bullshit and it ruined things. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. us to be like associated with that. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not be that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the show itself, like the concept of the show, the idea behind, uh, making it, we covered that, we covered the name. Um, it's been two years. Did you ever, did you expect it to end at any point or were you like, no, 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 it's just like, for me, it was second nature. I'm like, right. Elseworlds, I got to do another Elseworlds today. At no point was I like, oh shit, I think the show might be over. 
Yeah, same here. I mean, it's probably one of the most comfortable I've ever been doing a show. Probably the only other show that's more comfortable is Comic Multiverse, and that's the one I run myself, so I just turn it on and it happens. Right, and you've been doing it forever, and that's kind of like, that's been your thing overall as well, so. Yeah, well, and I've been doing it even longer because my co-host, Matt, came from me from the other outfit. Exactly, so, so basically, it, you just, you've been doing the show for so many years. You might... <laughs> it's exactly, like, I think the longest thing between Blood Sweat Comics was the old show to Comic Multiverse now. I think there might it just been a two, three week break in between where I'm like, I don't even know if I want a podcast or I want a podcast again. Right. Yeah. No, I, I really do like, I like, a, I like a lot of things about this show really quick before we jump into that. Will I am golden back in the super chat says, will Joel be on back issues? My friend, he's been on back issues already. If you have not in watched an it. Awesome episode. Robocop versus Terminator written by Frank freaking Miller with art by Walt Simonson. Oh, if you haven't yeah. watched it, do yourself a favor. It's an amazing episode. I'm so happy we did it and i'm hopeful one of the best do... looking ones too with one of the best production values i am hopeful we can do something like that again at new york comic-con this year we will see i i'm pretty confident we can do it but once i say that i know it won't probably happen so we'll we'll make it where we have the studio also that was the other thing i wanted to use new york comic-con as a cool backdrop but like we don't even need it. We have, I have a cooler backdrop that I can manipulate. You have I, your own comic convention. Exactly. Every day I come in, I'm like, oh, I can look through the back issues and trades and look at all these cool posters. Every time I go into a comic book store, it's an opportunity for me to make my own comic book store. By the way, Keith One Shot in the Super Chat says, congrats on two years. Good luck on year three. Hell yeah. Kite man. Damn right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like... I really like the format of this show. I like being able to like hash out a topic for about an hour, just forcing ourselves to like dedicate brain space to this one thing or to this one idea. But uh, the the thing that like that really gets me going that I'm really like happy about and is that like we have this one show that is a dedicated like no questions asked live connection with the audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a total cooperative process, not only just between you and me, but between, you know, the chat, too, that makes the show what it is as well many a time. Exactly. We can deliberately plug into the audience and we can check in on how they're doing and they can check in and see how we're doing. Like, there's no, like, there's no lull where, like, we just made a bunch of shows. I like Because we, we shoot, you know, like four or five shows in a, yeah. in a day and then I cut them for the week and I release them. But like, there's always this one day during the week where I jump in and I'm like, "Yo, everybody, we're here and we're and we're mm -hmm. alive." And like, you know, and I look the same. I haven't been like locked in a box somewhere. Like, we, yeah. So yeah, uh, I I love this show for its ability to plug into the audience as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're coming towards the end of the hour. So is there any uh, are there any other like retrospective items you wanted to touch upon? That the sh that this show has uh, has covered, or that you that really mean a lot to you. Hmm. I mean, I, I think we hit all the big ones there. I'm proud of all the work we've done. I think we've done some really interesting topics. I think we've covered some interesting ground. I guess moving forward, what what are some stuff we would like to do in the future for year three, and what are maybe some things we want to bring back? We said we should try, probably try and do some more commentaries again because yep. those are fun. Absolutely. We, we said we wanted to do more verses and maybe make that a little bigger. Uh, what about like retrospectives on franchise? I know we did one on Spider-Man, and then you did another one on the Nolan Batman. What are what are some other like uh, franchise retrospectives we could probably do? We'll probably talk about X Men. Uh, that's probably... right. Oh God, yeah. That's how did I not think of that? There's a <laughs> lot. There's a lot of X Men. You know, uh, we could talk about like we could even cover Lord of the Rings if we wanted to. Uh, That'd be a fun one. Oh, I, I'm playing Shadows of Mordor again in uh, preparation for Shadows of War. So yeah, that'd be fun. Nice. We've never done uh, Harry Potter in any way, and 
No, I have, we haven't. I have some opinions on that. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. It'll be interesting for you as someone who, like, taught, where it's like, yeah, what do you think of this, like, you know, uh, European wizard school and yeah, its teaching exactly. practices? I like how suspiciously un-American, or no American references there are. No, 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 no. Even Rowling was like, there will be no Americans in this franchise, only British people and people from, like, Russia and France in the right, later which books. which is fine, and it was cool. Uh, by the way, Heartless Fang in the Super Chat says, Happy anniversary, you guys! Thanks for giving me another comic pop show to look forward to each week. Would a podcast on creating Marvel's version of Tower of Babel be a good topic for a show? Probably. Yeah. I mean, like, here's the thing. They do some, like, Marvel puts out books where it's like, Punisher kills the Marvel Universe, Wolverine versus the Marvel Universe. Like, they basically do a tower. Deadpool's done, had, had basically two Tower of Babels. It's true. Uh, but they could easily do, like, they could do an incontinuity Tower of Babel, and it would, you could do one with Daredevil, you could do one with Cap, you could do, with, basically, Tower of Babel was, was basically Secret Empire. <laughs> they also did Shadowland, and it wasn't great. That was also a Tower of Babel-like thing. Exactly. Uh, I could see um, I could see Iron Man being the Tower of I could see Daredevil. Uh, there was one that I was really thinking of where I'm like, oh, that would be really... That'd be a cool Tower of Babel type, like, they, character. And I don't remember they, they teased his Tower of Babel in Superior Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he could definitely help take down, like, the Marvel... Like, the, the Avengers or whatever. It'd be interesting. The world. Yeah. Uh, but it's they could do a Punisher Tower of Babel. There's a lot of those uh, those, those yeah. um, at the uh, at the core. So yeah, I mean like the question is like I guess we could probably hash out like who they are. You know like no. <laughs> like yeah, okay who, who, who are the potential yours. world enders exactly. Um, Hulk yeah World War Hulk is Tower of Babel. Uh, there Master, you go. Master Mess Terrence. Um, but yeah, um, crap. Uh, where were we? <laughs> There, there was another fun story out there. I think you've talked about it before. Uh, Acts of Vengeance, where it's just like all the Marvel supervillains got together and said, hey, let's trade heroes for the week and see how we do. Yeah, great idea. Horrible. Uh, ho horrible. Execution. Just horrible. Uh, and by the way, they have the audacity. We could do that for DC. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, an Acts of Vengeance for the DC universe. I would love to see that. J Joker shows up in Star City. Hey, Green Batman. <laughs> I would love to see that. Uh, and like Green Arrow just can't deal with the Joker because like, well, I'm I'm not crazy. I'm not bad. I don't know how he thinks. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, exactly. I'm not I can't put myself into his shoes. Yeah. I'm not a criminal profiler. Yeah. Well, uh, Joker's <laughs> traded with Batman a couple of times. Like Joker's attack ba uh, Superman. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, hey, I'll, I'll give this a try. And it's funny. Uh, I, I would like to see that, though. I, I would I think it would work better if Joker either chose not to participate or was like or kind of showed up at the end and was like, Hey, I'm going to fuck up your plans. <laughs> uh, a, a story was I always had in my back pocket, one I always wish we could have talked about in depth, either on a video or in anything else. Uh, Salvation Run. That was a fun one. I don't know that one. So that's that's like right before one of the other big events. They blast all the supervillains off into space and they lord of flies in it up in a planet. <sighs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that? That was like right after the rogues killed Flash. No, I don't remember that. That was like right after they seemingly killed the Flash and Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad got them all together and shot them up into space. Yeah. And they had to like mess around a planet. What's funny is that it was it's basically War of Jokes and Riddles before War of Jokes and Riddles because all the chaotic evil villains rally behind the Joker and all the, you know, like chaotic neutral villains rally behind Lex Luthor and they kind of have like a turf warfare thing. But in the middle of it, and this is my favorite moment in it, Vandal Savage is like, you're both fucking stupid. Bye. <laughs> he leaves, but then he takes like seven of the most beautiful super villainesses. It's like, who wants to come with me and start our own society over on that next hill? That's weird. 
Okay. He's like, it's pretty crazy. And it's also the first part of like uh, three stories that eventually lead to Secret Six because it goes Salvation Run, Villains United, then the Secret Six miniseries, and then the Secret Six series. Oh, okay. Now I understand why you're so dedicated to it because it has something to do with Secret Six. It does. It's that's that's where Deadshot and Bane meet each other and like actually talk shop because Lex Luthor brings them on as like security, and that's why when like the Secret Six loses their new God member and they're like, "Shit, we need a new muscle guy." Floyd's like, "Hey, I know a dude." Yeah, right. Call him up. He's literally all muscles. That's what he's made of. It's just yeah. it's just that. But he was quitting drugs at that time. It's like, oh man. Yeah. Oh crap. <laughs> I'm he's still going through pretty the, big. <laughs> he's going through the DT seriously. <laughs> uh, um, I, I have a question for you, Joel. If we could get one comic book creator on mm. to talk about a subject, what, who would it be and what would be the topic? I mean, I think he's like maybe one of the hottest guys working today in the industry because like everything he writes I love and he knocks it all out of the park. Uh, Jason Aaron. Really? Jason Aaron? <laughs> and what would you what? want to talk to him about? Dude, your Punisher run was awesome. You've been killing it on Thor for so many years now. You're going to be writing this new Marvel legacy thing that's got to be a lot of pressure on you, man. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, all right. I mean, and, and it would just be you talking about how great he is, or would there have to be some kind of specific <laughs> thing? You have to, It has to be an Elseworlds exchange episode. It can't be a okay. Joel gets to meet Jason Aaron episode. Oh, oh, okay, shit. See, I thought we were doing this solely for fan appeal, where it's oh, like, it's, hey, who's the guy you want to track it, down? It could be that as well, but you have to couch it in some kind of legitimate reason okay. to talk to them. Okay, um, well, then in that case, uh, Jim Shooter, get, like, his view on modern comics and where he thinks the future is. Jim Shooter just talking about comics or just – literally, if you just get him in a room and just at, and just say, like, go. It's true. Oh, See, I think that's a show that would write itself is the thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think you and idea. I would get to do much talking. We would just be sitting here all doe-eyed and listening to Jim Shooter. Yeah. I think I met Jim Shooter at a comic book store a couple of years ago. Yeah. He was just telling stories, and people were just like, this is amazing. I think I had him sign my Secret Wars number eight. That was nice. That was my, like, okay, here you go. I don't know. I, I was Another... like, sorry. And he goes, hey, I'm proud of it. Here you go. <laughs> Another idea for the show, potentially for the future in year three, retrospectives on a certain run from a certain creator. Because I know you've kicked around the idea where it's like, you know, will we ever do Punisher Max on back issues? Yeah. Would, would you be able to do it for the content? Would enough people be interested in it? If we moved it here to this show and just like, let's let's talk the Garth Ennis years on Punisher from Marvel Knights to Max to all his miniseries to everything else. Do you think that would do better in a long form podcast thing i mean i think that would definitely be something i mean we did it with uh scott snyder and greg capillo's run on batman exactly and that was a good one i wonder if we could do more of those we could do that yeah absolutely um as far as getting creators on i think i'd have to invite scott snyder to come on and we can just talk about batman just just bury the hatchet between him and you no there's no hatchet to be buried i don't think (laughs) i know there's not but uh but yeah it would be great to have him on and just talk about comics um, but, uh, yeah, I guess Dan Slott would be the most entertaining. That would be fun. Yeah, he, he, se- he seems like a good guest. He seems like one of us. Exactly, exactly. Although he's, we've been, we, I've invited him to, uh, personally and he's, he's said no. Aww. So that's never going to happen. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, let's see. We've talked about the future of the show. We got some great ideas about what, uh, what concepts we want to do and where the show is going. And, uh, I, like, I gotta tell you, like, it's been two years. Got no signs of stopping anytime soon. No. 
And uh, so on, on a personal note, I want to thank you, Joel, for keeping this show alive and for making this and show actually you, happen. Uh, because without you, this show didn't exist. And, uh, and uh, th- really thank you for happen. helping fill my podcast addiction every week. If I'm on no less than five podcasts every week, you know, I get really itchy and break out in hives. Yeah, you're like Wolverine when it comes to teams. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> So uh, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna wrap up the show, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up the the cover, and then I'm just gonna ask the chat to tell me w- uh, what hosts you'd like to see join us on this show or or pop in as a guest, uh, potential guest co-host on this show. And uh, good idea, you know, just uh, but make them real, not dead people or or, or you know the president or something, you know, just <laughs> people you like to see uh, you'd like to see appear on the show that would make sense. And we'll, hey, uh, you know, f- former President Obama actually was in a Spider-Man comic and is a giant nerd so i mean you know if if anthony bourdain can get him for his show if jerry seinfeld could put him on comedians and cars getting coffee i guess he could be on there there's um, hope but yeah all right i'll reach out to barry and see what he's up to <laughs> <laughs> hey barry, i know you're really busy now and everything with the post being the president thing but you know people people really want to know what you think about spider-man yeah <laughs> uh, well you know american you know i i think uh the secret empire tie-in was uh, unnecessary <laughs> Oh, I would love to think. No, he, I think he would. Lo- well, he would love Secret Empire. He'd be like, "Yep, yep, <laughs> uh, yep." That's what I told everybody, but they wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> they, they, I told them. I see a lot of myself in this young Sam Wilson. Yeah, man, it's hard, isn't it? I thought he was gonna be. I thought he was gonna turn out to be uh, to be Captain America at the end, but apparently they made him a bat. They, they they made him back to Falcon. That's weird. I, I I thought he was gonna win. I mean, I mean, the new run sounds interesting. He's got a good writer from an HBO show. He's gonna be fighting uh, Blackheart. It's all right, I guess. Who doesn't like? Uh, I mean, who doesn't like Mark Wade and Chris Samney? They're a power team. I think it's gonna be a great <laughs> book. I don't know, but uh, at the same time, I was really excited to see Sam Wilson keep up the cap mantle. They're, they're a power team like me and Biden. <laughs> when we get together, Mark Wade and Sammy. That's that's who I'd vote for. Like me and Biden. All right. <laughs> Wait, Wade, Sammy, 2020. <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. And thanks for making this show possible. We couldn't do it without, without you. And of course, uh, don't forget to come back every week for another episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. And we'll see you guys next mm-hmm. week. Uh, thanks a lot for watching, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.